0: Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados.
1: Hello, and welcome to Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Uh, So before we get started on this episode... Have either of you gentlemen seen anything recently that you'd like to talk about?
2: Hmm. I want to say I have, but not really. <laughs> I've been watching, because I've been watching, uh, I have been watching HBO, they have a new show, The Outsider. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching that. I'm like on episode six. Yeah. So Cool. Set of movies I've been watching that. It's been really good so yeah. far. They nice. gotta they gotta stick the landing though. <laughs> so I'm always worried now after
1: from HBO shows. Yeah. I definitely need to get back into um into television. You yeah. know. Particularly uh HBO television. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> last, last couple of years I guess I've been getting burnt out on HBO. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, like a lot of stuff I guess. I don't know, like that movie, that show, uh, or that that miniseries um, Chernobyl. I did watch that one. Oh, I did too. I liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Um, I it was I think it was a little overhyped for me, um, just because everybody I know I knew was talking about it at the time. Um, and I'm I'm really I find that whole situation I I find the Chernobyl case to be really interesting, and I know actually quite a bit about it. I've read a couple different books, but um. And so, like, I think I was expecting that to be, like, a lot better than it was, but I still liked it, you know? I think I, I think I was just expecting something more comprehensive, if mm. that makes any sense, you know? But I also understand, though, that when it comes to television, people are kind of – they're trying to kind of scale down and keep the stories a little bit more individual yeah. with the writing and stuff, have it be more character-based. Yeah. And I respect that. I think um, – Chernobyl's is good as far as that kind of thing goes. So.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really good, but yeah. I of course I'm not an expert at it, so well, from what I heard, it was pretty accurate. And
1: yeah, for the most the part, shit, it the shit
2: they showed blew my mind. Like, yeah. how could people be that fucking <laughs> ignorant slash not caring about yeah. anyone?
1: Well, ignorance is the key word, I think, yeah. when it comes to the, is and. Uh, yeah, for the most part they actually did stick stick pretty true to the 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 whole the actual incident. There were there were some things that they kind of simple, simplified and you know, some of the people they kind of changed sort of who they were and stuff, but it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't made, I mean there was that kind of stuff you just you tend to have to do for right. narrative reasons. Like so. I heard they changed
2: like, a whole team of scientists into just one scientist character.
1: Yeah, which I think, like, it makes more sense to do that kind of yeah, thing anyway definitely. for television. So, yeah. um, And actually, I remember reading somewhere that Russia, I guess they, they weren't really satisfied with the Chernobyl miniseries. And so I I, remember, I was reading that they were going to make their own, but I don't know if that ever happened. <laughs>
2: it's because they shat all over Russia on that thing. <laughs> they kind of did. I, I, I don't... I understand, but I'm pretty. I thought that's what happened too. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well, there's more than one side to every story, I guess. You know, but
2: I guess. Yeah. But, I don't <laughs> know Chernobyl though. <laughs>
1: like, it's kinda, know, seems...
2: kind of. I don't know. Kind
1: of an unmistakable. Yeah.
2: Like, so, people fucked up.
1: Yeah. No matter which direction or which perspective you look at it, uh, people definitely made mistakes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. What about you?
0: um i did watch uh one cut of the dead
2: yeah oh shit nice yeah it was it's
0: like, really good yes.
1: yeah, that's <laughs> awesome i love that i still have it on my watch list it's the, it's i'm gonna watch it very very soon so i just haven't yet but
0: yeah it's on uh shutter right now if you have that
1: yeah um i have i mean i I can I can get that for that. I mean, that's not going to be a problem, I don't think. So.
0: Yeah. I got a free month of it, So, and then I saw it on there. I'm like, oh, might as well
1: watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how I saw it. That's pretty much how, like kind of what I'm thinking I'm going to end up doing, too. I just have to have a little bit more time to – because if I'm going to be having that for a month, there's probably going to be multiple things I'm going to want to watch on it. So.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm considering just paying for it because I'm like, oh, shit, this is on here.
1: <laughs> a lot of people have it that I know. Um,
0: it's yeah. one of the cheaper subscription services too.
1: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, I do want it. You got to see it so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely will. <laughs> There's some will. crazy good shit in it. I loved.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Um, I did see the new Birds of Prey movie. Um, I don't know. I, it wasn't really my kind of movie. I guess. Like, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was like entertaining, but after it was over, I kind of just forgot about it after about an hour. Like, it didn't really stick with me. Um, I don't know. The villain was kind of generic. I mean, it was better than Suicide Squad, in my opinion. I think it's not it, hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for like my biggest issue with Suicide Squad was just the whole narrative felt so scattered, you know? Yeah. It and, didn't um, have, feel like a plot at all. Yeah. Just
2: scenes of them introducing the characters for about half the
1: movie it felt like that yeah and like basically just this group of bad people somehow like get thrown into this situation where they sort of vaguely have an understanding of what they're supposed to be doing and then somehow they end up saving the world that's basically what Suicide Squad is um (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh I felt pretty much about as lost as the characters (laughs) so um but this was a lot more focused Um, And I I respect that Warner Brothers slash DC is kind of letting their filmmakers sort of make their own sort of movies. Like, they're not trying to make some kind of complex, like, cinematic universe anymore. They're not trying to, you know, they don't, like, just give these filmmakers a set of guidelines that they have to abide by, you know, like Disney does. They actually do kind of give them some freedom, which results in some pretty decent films like Shazam and Joker. Um, But this... I kind of felt was sort of like uh, on the lesser scale. It just wasn't quite what I wanted, I guess. Um, I feel like they didn't really take much. Ad- they didn't really take advantage of the fact that they got an R rating. Didn't really, really? feel that way to me. Um, huh. Kind of felt pretty safe still. Um, and I don't know, the, like visually there were some cool things going on. I like the acting I think they were trying to combine the comic feel with the grittiness and all that stuff. And they they did a pretty decent job at it for a while, but I don't know. Then I kind of got tired of it, and now I can barely remember what happened in it.
0: So
1: <laughs> I guess it just ultimately, like, it wasn't my kind of movie. I could see why some folks would like it, but it just didn't quite click with me, I guess.
2: You know? yeah. I like Margot Robbie. She's mm. cool. You, and she seems to like that role.
1: If you like Margot Robbie, I think you'll like this movie. Um, I think Margot Robbie is pretty good, but I guess I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm not really that interested in that, in the character of Harley Quinn to be honest. Like I know a lot of people are. And I think a lot of those folks who are fans of hers are going to really like it. Um, yeah. I I think if if you like Margot Robbie though, uh, as an actress, it is worth seeing. She yeah. does do a good job in it. So
2: yeah maybe
0: <laughs> wait till it comes out on d v d
1: yeah yeah
2: definitely <laughs> cool. yeah sounds good
1: um all right, so let's get started, so uh, so we're starting with your pick, my pick, all right, it was stop or my mom will shoot a Sylvester
2: Stallone buddy cop movie <laughs> 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 the best way to describe it, yeah, and S- Sylvester's uh his buddy cop was his mother, mm-hmm. that's where the mom comes in from the title, yeah, and uh I mean, it was fairly nineties buddy cop run of the mill as yeah. far as you can go, down straight down the middle i didn't I wasn't too impressed, like kind of <laughs> wanted the mom to be more badass, but it was just kind of her bumbling around, getting in the way, yeah, <clears throat> unfortunately, but it was. Okay. I
1: mean... <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um,
2: yeah. You know,
1: as far as Sylvester Stallone... Like, when I hear the phrase Sylvester Stallone comedy, I mean, my mind goes to a pretty dark place. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, he's not very funny as a person. <laughs> like, he, I feel like uh, his when he does make a comedy, it kind of feels like the movie... Like that, the audience is kind of supposed to be laughing at him rather than at like I, can't, I, can't, it kind of felt like a ninety-minute excuse to just kind of make fun of Sylvester Stallone, you know, like which maybe I mean if kudos to him if he's cool with taking a joke, you know, and being sort of the I mean the whole movie it's this that's woman. What I
2: thought this movie was yeah. Yeah. He felt fine with
1: it and yeah. I said I thought he actually did pretty
2: well on this just. Yeah. So they were pretty much shitting on him the whole time, and it was funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I guess I just, there there were parts where I did feel kind of bad for him, though, because just because she she kept on infantilizing him. I think that's the way I say it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, there were points where it sort of got over, uh, kind of became overboard for me. Like, where she, like, it just, I don't know, I felt humiliated for him for some reason. I did
2: a bunch of times, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Like when he was going to pick her up in the very beginning.
1: Yeah.
2: Like everyone was just looking at him and laughing. And, yeah. She now oh, already... yeah, used to be a bedwetter too. <laughs> she showed everybody on the plane his baby pictures. Yeah. It was given all those funny little embarrassing stories when he was a kid. And yeah.
1: Shit. And then they all see him and, and they're laughing at him. Like, cause <laughs> yeah. now it's like, oh. oh. God. So most of the film is just people laughing at Sylvester Stallone, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> his mom is, uh, Played by Estelle Getty, who most people I think are familiar with her because she was in the Golden Girls. Yeah, and uh, and I loved her on that show. Um, mm-hmm. she wasn't really the same kind of character in this, though. I felt no. I, in on that show, she was a lot more fun, you know. And in this, she was just very strict and uh, sort of getting in the way a lot, like you said. Yeah. Um, but
2: she just kept getting in the way.
1: Yeah, she kind of and like you yeah. could actually kind of understand why he was annoyed by her. Yeah,
2: it made no sense. She was being crazy. Yeah, getting in the way like. <laughs> mm, yeah. What like one of the funny scenes I liked was when they were they drove up to that jumper in the beginning. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking him down and shit and yeah the jumper came in and he was like talking to the police as he's going on the series like oh that guy needs help yeah, yeah. he like it was sly down there like about to jump himself
1: yeah <laughs> like suddenly it like the roles are reversed and suddenly it's still mr stallone looks like the one who is in more need of help yeah. you know like this guy who almost committed suicide looks at him and is like oh man i'm glad that I thought I had it bad. I thought, I I, you thought
2: know, my mom was bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, like, I mean, it's a pretty far fetched joke, but it yeah. it worked because of how stupid it was.
2: Because
1: I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, like, some, I I can picture some people being able to relate to this movie just because, like, I think a lot of people have overbearing parental figures whether it be a mom or a dad Um, like my
2: mom that's what i i I related pretty well yeah my mom's nice and shit of course but like when she when that one scene he was talking about how he ate a shit ton of breakfast and he was feeling like Mm -hmm. shit yeah i was like oh i can relate to that my mom always tries to force feed me food (laughs) when i'm not hungry (laughs) he even said like Oh wow, you must have been hungry, and he's like, "No, I wasn't <laughs> hungry at all." <laughs> yeah, and like, there's a line. Well, her love is driving me nuts, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, I can relate to that <laughs> because my mom loves to smother me too." Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know, I I, I always, like, oh, man. I it, it it's always it's a, for me it's always sort of a grass is always gle- greener type of situation because like for me it's like. You know, my mom was like, I woke up in the morning. And my mom's like, oh, just have a piece of toast or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that like some moms have are, have different priorities than other moms, as do dads. And I always appreciate when parents have plentiful <laughs> amounts of food for breakfast. You know, and they they're feeding their kid a lot. You know? mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. but I would imagine
1: if I were that kind of kid, though, whose parents were always feeding me all the time, I would probably feel pretty burnt out by it so. yeah um you know you don't hate it but it's just annoying yeah
2: <laughs> it's like come on
1: and leave i think me alone. and i think ultimately that's kind of what this movie's about it's sylvester stallone he doesn't necessarily dislike his mother he just feels like when she's around he he can't be as independent yeah. you know yeah and so maybe in a way that's kind of why i felt really bad for him is that like <clears throat> suddenly you know all this confidence that he had as a police officer like once his mom comes around like it's gone, and suddenly it's almost like he needs help all the time. Like she gives him dating advice that actually works miraculously,
2: until he lets his girlfriend know that it was his mom's advice. Yeah, every and, single time he's like, "No, yeah, my mom said that." Yeah, and then she just slaps him.
1: And I don't know why he kept on doing that. Like <laughs> he did a like, few times, if it's working and if it's like <laughs> something that you that's meaningful, you know, and you know it's it's going well for you and you're willing to keep going in that direction, like. Why, Why? you know, say, oh, I'm only doing this because my mom told me to? Like, that's that's so stupid. Like, why would you do that? You know? Yeah. Oh. So, maybe we should talk about the plot.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess. I don't know much of the plot, really. Well, it was just...
1: Okay, basically... What, what I gathered, it was
2: his mom fucked up his gun by cleaning it with, like yeah bleach and clorox goes, no yeah. that'll explode if i try and shoot it so she goes off and tries to buy him a new one mm. off of a black market guy
1: yeah illegally. kind of some arms dealer like yeah. in this just in the middle of the street
2: yeah which i guess he stole it from when i'm a some type of mob boss that guy oh, that she yeah. bought the gun off stole it from a mob boss who was trying to get it back yeah
1: And then she witnesses a hit.
2: Yeah, she witnesses the hit because they were trying to get those guns back. Yeah. And they killed, I don't know, some of the people that stole the guns. Yeah. So she witnesses the hit. And from then on, it's like, you know, they're trying to get info and whatever out out of her.
1: Mm. And she hides information from the police, which is not smart.
2: (laughs) No, she's not smart.
1: But she does it with the intention of... uh, bettering Sylvester Stallone's character's uh, potential like to solve the case and all that stuff because she wants to help him as a police officer. And it ends up working. So I guess even though, it, in my opinion, it was not really the right way to go about things, somehow the plot ends up miraculously working in her favor. So good yeah, for her.
2: Like all, Almost everything she does just works out. Yeah. Even though it probably shouldn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty cheap, cheesy comedy. You know, it's pretty lowbrow. Sylvester Stallone gets naked a couple times in it, you know, which, you know, good for him for being somebody who was at that age and comfortable with his body.
2: You got fully naked? I don't remember that. There was the
1: shower scene
2: where, like... I remember that, yeah. Yeah. And
1: then there was... I know that there was something else, but and it was, like, a brief thing, but... I don't I don't remember. Um... But yeah, it's pretty pretty cheesy, and of course, the scene does eventually come when uh, the the (laughs) title. Yes, I was waiting for it the whole time
2: since since I hit play.
1: Yeah. Well, was it worth the wait? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) It was. First of all. He doesn't even div- deliver the line very well. No. Like, not that he, it's a very easy line to deliver. He
2: first but... says it because he's like, "Stop!" Because he's gonna make it. Like he's trying to make him freeze. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he's out of bullets or something. Then his mom comes around the corner or something, and and he's like, "Wait, stop! Uh, stop!" Or my mom will shoot. My mom
1: will shoot. <laughs> and then she shoots and messes. So it's, it was pointless. Up. Like, right. no, even like, that, that title doesn't even end up having anything to do with the plot yeah. it's just a, a punchline you know that's what
2: that's what did disappoint me about the movie was i wanted her to be a badass like a good shot or something out of left field yeah <laughs> just
1: and instead, queuing down all the bad guys easy and instead she was this bumbling elderly mother who <laughs> was smothering and that's pretty much her only characteristic yep. i mean uh, Sylvester Stallone's character has kind of a quasi-relationship with the police chief. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Or one of the police... The female... Like the... Whatever the... The the, the woman who's in charge of, her, of his district. The... Um, I don't remember what her name is, but... Uh, she s- dumps him
2: in the beginning because he was on the phone all night trying to stop his mom from coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... Because I... When it was because that was like during the first credit or I don't know real early when he was just on the phone a crap ton I don't know who he was we didn't know who he was calling yeah so it was confusing
1: (laughs) it was a little confusing the like the film doesn't really make it clear like whether he's in another in a relationship with another person or whatever but he says oh 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 I would call my mom and she's like (laughs) your mom that's a you know like she she's assuming that he's cheating on her and yeah but in reality oh ho oh, ho turns out he actually was trying to call his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um there's an action set piece that takes place at the end which was kind of anticlimactic. Somebody gets shot, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: After the they he like ran the plane off the
1: Yeah, oh spoilers by the way.
2: No, yes, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was just like a chase scene of some sort. He ran the plane off the, I don't know, the track or whatever. And eventually his mom shot somebody. Yeah, that
1: was it. She she actually doesn't miss.
2: Yeah, she finally shot him. And Sylvester was just like, you shot him. No shit.
1: Yeah. And then she heads home.
2: And One thing I noticed with that gun at the very end that she shot him with, it had that painted orange thing on the sight.
1: Yeah, So, which it's kind of a curious uh, goof, yeah, I must say. Yeah,
2: because it was pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on it?
0: I hated it, to be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I just... I didn't find it funny. I just found it really fucking annoying.
1: (laughs) I would pretty much agree. Um, Not the worst 90s comedy I've seen, but far from any of the ones that I even find halfway funny.
0: (laughs) I mean, it it was shot well like a typical 90s action movie, but... Didn't do it for me. <laughs> Didn't do much in, at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of a bland comedy. Like, it's probably funny to people who've never seen a comedy before.
2: <laughs> first comedy.
1: Yeah, if this is your first comedy, then, uh, you know, might enjoy it. Although, I don't know, enjoying, like, that's pretty far-fetched. Like, most of the time when I laughed watching this movie, it, was, it wasn't because of anything funny. It was really more because, like, it was so stupid, you know? Yep,
2: that, definitely.
1: Like, I laughed more at the fact that they even attempted to make a funny joke or have a funny, like, sight gag or something like that than I did, like, the actual movie itself. So, <clears throat>
0: I think I laughed once, and that was at the breakfast joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I well, laughed...
2: Uh, oh, yeah. One I laughed at was... <laughs> The mom, I forget she'd said did something gun related and she was like, I'll be back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was like and she was like, What? Cops say that, right? And Sylvester was like, Cops don't say that, terminators do.
0: <laughs> oh, did you know that apparently Schwarzenegger tricked Stallone into taking this role?
2: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that's great well i mean because i'm trying to picture what this movie would be like with arnold schwarzenegger and um i actually think it'd be worse like i think sylvester stallone i like i don't i'm not really crazy about arnold schwarzenegger's comedies um and i'm not really crazy about any of the comedies that i've seen of sylvester stallone either but at least with this movie like sylvester stallone doesn't have to really give a lot of like he doesn't have to say a lot of jokes or do a lot of funny stuff. Yeah. He's mostly just the butt of all the jokes, and that's pretty much it, you know. Whereas Schwarzenegger in movies like Junior, Twins, and Jingle All the Way, okay. Schwarzenegger, like he's actually attempting to make jokes and be funny. And it, I think
2: the only so- comedy Schwarzenegger I like is Kindergarten Cop. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think that that's one. about the only one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that for a long, long time. I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. I, and I remember it scared the crap out of me. But <laughs> uh, but I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd probably enjoy it. Um, or maybe I'm I wondering. don't know.
2: I don't know if it holds up, but I remember liking it. Yeah. Well, th- apparently there's a sequel.
1: Yeah. 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 It has Dolph Lundgren in it. <laughs> so,
2: and, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. <clears throat>
1: can't imagine that one even being remotely enjoyable. Um, yeah, overall, Stopper My Mom Will Shoot is not that good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'd probably give it, like, one. I mean, if I gave Kazam a one and Christmas Story 2 a one, I'd have to give this a one as well.
2: Uh, I don't remember what I gave Kazam i will give this one a one and a half. Okay. I had a chuckle over her too, so we'll give yeah.
1: it
0: a half. Yeah, yeah. I give it. I gave it one and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably not one I'm ever gonna watch again. Like, no. You know, <laughs> not even if I'm having a Stallone marathon. Um, <laughs> even if like some people are ha- there's there's better Stallone comedies oh. than this, like rhinestone is a terrible terrible movie you know but i think that that's actually funnier than this um which is shocking because rhinestone was about as funny as watching somebody get brain surgery (laughs) (laughs) um yeah (laughs) Yeah. but i I, having said that i'd never seen stop or my mom will shoot before and It's another Stallone film I can check off the list. (laughs) Not as bad as Avenging Angelo, in my opinion, but not good. Um, Okay, so the next film was your choice. Yeah,
0: so my choice was Ticks. Uh, It's a creature feature starring uh, Seth Green and Alfonso Riviera <laughs> as the uh, the complete opposite of Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Was in this I yeah. didn't either.
2: Same. I didn't know Seth Green was in it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> so uh, basically is a group of teenagers from the city going to the woods for uh I don't understand why they were there. I didn't really think, catch that.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's because they were all kind of troubled kids. And so it was like a special sort of, uh, what do you call it? Like a special group. Like okay. it was like a nature trail sort of um, ex, like a couple day like camping nature trail type of thing for like sort of like for like rehabilitation purposes is kind of what I gathered just yeah. because like the way the, the counselors were describing the kids almost like they were like you know, mental patients or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, Seth Green's character might as well have been.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't know what the fuck is wrong with
1: him. Yeah. I mean, they were all kind of troubled and odd and weird, you know, sort of, some of them had sociopathic tendencies, I got the impression. Yeah. You know, definitely some aggression issues. I mean, right off the bat, he like gets dropped off and ends up having sort of a one-off with this other gentleman. Like, yeah, and why
0: Why do they get picked up from under a bridge? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I was yeah. wondering what. I didn't know what was going on. I was in this. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so they travel out to the wilderness. And then what transpires?
0: Typical uh, creature feature. There's mutant ticks mm. <laughs> caused by uh, <clears throat> marijuana steroids.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely another thing that makes this pretty 90s. It's the whole green uh, scare.
0: Yeah. And the appearance of Clint Howard.
1: Yeah, which I I feel like we saw him in something else, another movie that we watched. Yeah,
0: he was in uh, Carnosaur.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And Clint Howard, he's probably been in about a billion movies, so we're a probably gonna end up, guy? Yeah. yeah. I was like,
2: oh, yeah, like him again. First, I was like, the first thing I was like, oh, Seth Green, yeah. Oh, Carlton, yeah. Oh, Goofy looking guy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
1: Clint Howard, you know, he, I don't uh, remember
2: his name ever, but I know yes. his face.
1: <laughs> well, we're probably gonna end up seeing him in a lot more movies because he's in a lot of B movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway.
0: Oh yeah, just your typical creature future stuff happens from there. Yeah. You get attacked by these things.
1: Yeah. The dog you, gets killed.
0: Yeah. That that kind of freaked me out when it was like jumping around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like I when I was first watching this I was just grossed out because I hate ticks. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the first like half an hour of the movie I was just like, Oh, yeah. this is disgusting and it creeped me out. It's gross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The practical effects are really good. Yeah, I was surprised. surprised
1: too, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was surprised too. Like, <clears throat> like obviously, like they're they were cheesy, but in a cool way. Like it, it was done sort of in a stylish. Like I like the color of them. I like the shape and everything. You know, I don't really get grossed out by ticks. Um, I, I'm actually a master tick removalist. But uh, it, it, I would I would describe these things not quite like ticks i i'd say these were more like i don't know some kind of evolved form perhaps of the same like species perhaps Uh,
0: tick spider hybrid kind of
1: yeah they kind of it was kind of more of a they were kind of more like tick spiders you know like like the way they looked they looked like ticks but then they moved like spiders so which was like the heck like they scampered you know yeah which the puppetry was pretty good too actually. yeah I was surprised
2: with the puppetry like they were crawling around and I didn't didn't really notice like any type of yeah fucking around
1: yeah usually you notice strings or some tubes or something like that but in this they actually managed to which it probably had to do with the fact that like they didn't really keep them on screen very long like most of the shots of the ticks were very brief quick shots that were so quick that you probably couldn't really notice how hokey some of it looked you know um so i'd say as far as editing goes like the the way the they they show the ticks is actually pretty cool like you know they actually do come across as genuinely threatening they don't come across like some hokey cheap giant like in that movie mosquito which i think i've mentioned before um how the mosquito in that looks it looks like the like pipe cleaners and (laughs) <laughs> like the way the they hold the actual, cre- like mosquito monster up, it, it just it looks awful and hokey, and it, just, it takes you out of the movie a little bit. But mm-hmm. this, you know, I didn't really ever get taken out. You yeah, know? So.
2: I was surprised, pleasantly surprised with this movie.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: I yeah. thought it was like I'm here. I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be bad
2: from the first like. 30 minutes we watched i watched i was like oh no because the act because carlton's acting was just poop Uh, yeah (laughs) carlton i haven't seen him act in anything good except for being carlton (laughs) (laughs) i want to say everything i've seen him in besides you know the fresh prince he's been pretty shitty actor
1: yeah including this (laughs) and i felt really bad for his character like right
2: of course he's the only one to die yeah that
1: kind of bummed me out i didn't like the way he died either that was horrible i I mean that was like the worst it looked so painful and just he didn't i didn't feel like he deserved that especially after his dog had gotten killed like right it was just like like they really heaped on the abuse toward that character i feel like just a little bit too much yeah damn you know um but actually what was int- what was especially interesting about this film was how few people even got killed in it. Yeah, I was
2: yeah. like near the end I was like wow, no not <laughs> many people are dying in this. Yeah, yeah like,
1: I
0: thought the body count was going to be higher. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was I was kind of it was kind of a pleasant surprise in a way because like I actually did kind of care about some of these characters and even though and it actually was another one of the those movies like um uh that movie about the killer moss in the bathroom that i can never remember the name of um whatever it's called um it's it's this movie basically it's a it's a it's another movie where characters actually take chances some of which are probably pretty stupid chances and then those chances actually end up working out like these characters like they find out pretty fast that these ticks don't like fire and then unfortunately yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but then unfortunately a forest fire ends up occurring um which oh yeah so we should probably talk about those characters um so aside from the um aside from the teenagers and the and the counselors there's uh some locals oh yeah and uh they end up kind of becoming the antagonists a little bit like like at one point don't they like take them hostage basically yeah
2: yeah I just, because that was one thing I was, like, confused at first, and I was like, oh, okay, they're just throwing random shit at the wall, but (laughs) then it, of course, started to make sense, because they were the marijuana growers that kind of were responsible for the tick mutants. Yeah. But I don't know why they started taking hostage... Carlton <laughs> yeah that was kind
1: of pointless at that like point. he was
2: already getting fucked up by ticks so yeah they just started beating the shit out of him
1: <laughs> yeah and he was he all was mutated and...
2: <laughs> I was like, why are you
1: like it was awful wait so I guess in a way since he kind of morphs in, in that very um, kind of a Cronenberg-esque sequence where he sort of he basically morphs into a, a giant monster tick yeah and uh, he makes pretty short work of them um so i guess in a way carlton like ends up actually in a way getting something out of the whole mess i mean he ends up he ends up killing the guys who who beat the crap out of him so even though it was in tick form
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah that was a pretty cool scene I wasn't expecting that.
1: I wasn't. Was yeah. Giant ass I I totally wasn't expecting that either. And that actually, even though I hated the fact that that character died so horribly, that actually might've been my favorite scene.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. done really well. Yeah.
1: And the gore looked pretty, pretty juicy. Oh yeah. His head is splitting. Yeah. Splitting open. Yeah. <laughs> There's some bones and some guts. It was pretty gnarly. Um, and also I always enjoy films that sort of take place in the wilderness too, I must admit, especially when they're horror films. Though so, because again, like the horror of nature, like it does exist, you know. Mm-hmm. So basic cabin in the woods trope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah can't trope. beat it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd say it's a pretty good cabin in the woods movie, you know. Even though there's not that many deaths and the cabin aspect doesn't even really come into play until the last 20 minutes, but still. You know they don't spend much time inside. So yeah. I don't.
2: You know, I don't like creatures that burrow under skin either. That's what, gross.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <that laughs> like, was,
2: I hated wa- watching that shit. That like, was gross. Yeah. In the mummy, I hate. I fucking hate the scenes with the scarabs. <laughs> oh like, yeah. I can't
1: watch that. When that that, shit. that one guy I'm gets like a- it, oh. like, it, like you see the bulge in his head or whatever. <laughs> that was yeah.
2: And that reminded me of this. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I hate
2: ticks so much.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. They're pretty gnarly. You know, I think the only reason I, I think the only reason I don't hate ticks anymore is just because I'm so used to them. Like, and I've just, I've, I mean, I get ticks on my legs every year. Uh, cause I'm always outdoors and I live in a, in a location that happens to have a lot of ticks, <laughs> unfortunately. um, But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, like, I'm just I'm thankful that actual ticks aren't like the ticks in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. because yeah, because these things they're they're pretty deadly. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I would watch it again. Um, Yeah. Very entertaining. So. Yeah. Uh,
2: Seth Green was good in it too. Yeah. (laughs) Wary.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Seth Green was actually pretty entertaining. um You know, he he showed some pretty decent acting confidence. I felt in playing a character that didn't really need to be played very well. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I've seen characters like his in other movies that were played by the most pedestrian type of actors you can imagine. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Seth Green actually, you know, does something with it, which is good. He shows some, some personality, some early, early promise, as some people like to yeah. say. Yeah, You know, <laughs> and he was in some movies before this, but, I mean, that was when he was, like, a child actor, when he was in, like, Radio Days, and he was in, uh, like, the Hotel New Hampshire, and I think he was in something else, too, but, um, you know, so it's kind of cool to see this, uh, knowing that, like, he was, is, like, maturing as an actor and stuff, so... Yeah. I don't know. So what would you guys give it on a scale of 1 to 5?
0: I gave it a 3. Yeah? Cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I'd give it about a 3 as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to give it, a 3. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> from the first... 20, 30 minutes. I was like, no, this is not, well, oh, I could <laughs> not watch. Yeah. But then it got better. It got more action instead of gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So. O- overall, pretty solid B movie, you know, pretty, pretty entertaining. Some good, good makeup, um, good effects. Um, nothing super exceptional about it, but definitely memorable. Um, and yeah, satisfying for sure. So. Yeah. All right. So my pick was, was Mind Warp, which might be the bleakest film we've seen on this show so far, unless you count things. (laughs) But (laughs) um, (laughs) um, I mean, so Mind Warp is a movie I've kind of known about for a while because like, you know, I've been a big Bruce Campbell fan and this one, I this one was not a this one wasn't actually available on Blu-ray or DVD until relatively recently, and uh, I you know I picked it up not that long ago and I was like oh Mind Warp you know I've been meaning to watch this one because it was a movie that I'd heard about and um, it was a Bruce Campbell movie that he did before Army of Darkness so it was kind of pre you know before he was in like stuff like briscoe county jr and and like before he kind of became more of a household name you know um and uh, you know i and i heard that he that it was that it that it was a science fiction film and i was curious about that um and so i watched it and the first 20 minutes i would say were a science fiction film for sure um it pretty much takes place sort of in this futuristic sort of world in which uh, basically there's just this sort of society of people who live underground who uh use these dream machines and they basically can just spend all their time using these these machines and and having fun within these sort of various dreamscapes that they can they they can, and uh you know but it takes place in this future where like the population is pretty much it's depleted quite a bit nobody's bothering to have kids anymore pretty much everybody's just spending their time sleeping um and then occasionally getting up and you know taking care of themselves and then going back to bed um and this the main character is this woman judy i think her name is who doesn't really like spending all of her time dreaming she wants to know what the real world feels like and what it feels like to be outside of this whole sort of pleasure dome i guess i would describe it as being um so she starts messing around with the mainframe and the operating system basically decides to boot her out and uh then it kind of shifts and becomes a totally different movie um suddenly it's uh she's in the real world and it's post-apocalyptic um there's mutated cannibals everywhere and eventually she meets up with Bruce Campbell's character who's a scavenger and actually Bruce Campbell's pretty cool in this movie um and you know one of the things I knew about this film going in was that Bruce Campbell you know makes a pretty formidable action action hero and in this movie he he does a pretty good job it's not as good a performance as a it's not physically as good a performance as what he does in the Evil Dead movies but still like better than what you would expect um given that the character is not really all that fleshed out, you know, um, but he's one of the only survivors of this sort of cannibalistic mutated Holocaust. And uh, she comes into contact with him. They kind of pair up. Uh, they're in survival mode for a while. Uh, she, You know, they end up basically becoming an item. Um, and then suddenly, I don't know where the film shifts gears again. Um, the mutated cannibals, kidnap them, you know, in the old, like, sack over the bodies (laughs) trick, you know? (laughs) And then uh, the final act of this film uh, is kind of where we get into some pretty sketchy territory. Um, And by sketchy, I mean, like, basically a horror movie, which was not what I expected this movie to be. Um, And I don't know how to feel about it. (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you how I, I I did not like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> not
2: at all, really. Yeah. Like, Bruce Campbell was great, but, like, I did not like this <laughs> movie. I was, like, yeah. kind of upset the entire time watching it. Yeah. It was just, like, A, it didn't, like, it may have been predating some of the other movies we've seen, like, mm. but it had all those same kind of apocalyptic tropes of people living fucking underground mutants people plugging in yeah it felt a lot like circuitry man (laughs) that we saw yeah I was like okay you're hitting those uh, kind of hard to live on the outside and there's mutants yeah yeah like Mad Max kind of shit it didn't yeah. really feel all that original. Yeah. So I was just like, we I've seen this. Maybe this was this was like in '91. I think something. so. Yeah. So I don't know if it came before all those or any. I don't. Mad Max was in the '80s. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, the first Mad Max was '79, and then Road Warrior was early '80s, and Beyond Thunderdome was also in the '80s as well. So. so I mean, I
2: didn't feel all that. Because it just kind of felt like it was playing off those kind of movies a lot. Yeah. And I'm assuming this came before the Matrix. Yeah. So it had that plug and play shit.
1: Yeah. It was pre-Matrix, yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know if the Matrix copied that or just it was a coincidence.
1: Um, I mean, I I like to think of that the Matrix was sort of following more in the footsteps of like Ghost in the Shell and and things like that, that makes which more are sense, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this movie, it's very clear that they don't have much of a budget to work with. Um, <clears throat> and so they they make the most that they can out of these sort of desert landscapes and stuff. Um, and actually, there were some pretty creepy ideas, in my opinion. The whole how because they can't bury people anymore, because if they do, like the mutated cam- cannibals can will feast off of them. So instead, they bury people above ground on these crosses, which, you know, while I was watching it, like it didn't really like it. It didn't really strike me at first, but then, like, the more I thought about it, the more, like, just creeped out by that idea I was, you know, because I, I love cemeteries. I've been to so many cemeteries, and then it just got me thinking about, like, what cemeteries would be like if everybody wasn't actually buried. But just, like, I don't know. That just creeped me out. You know, that was a weird concept for me. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? I
0: thought it was okay. Like you said, it was pretty bleak. Yeah. I uh, you were talking about the landscape that confused me, because <laughs> yeah. like she woke up, it looked like she was in a desert, yeah. And then there was snow, and then they were in the woods, and then yeah. they were near the ocean. I'm
1: so confused.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they they spend a lot of time outdoors, and uh, you, you know, there's a surprising amount of variety still in this world of de- of degradation and desolation. um Uh, the shift that it takes kind of toward the end which most of that pretty much everything that happens at the end of the film takes place underground and that's when that's when a new character that's when like new characters suddenly start getting introduced and uh, one of the characters that gets introduced is uh, her father (laughs) who is played by Angus Grimm of Phantasm Fane who plays the tall man in those movies and um, <clears throat> he, uh, I found him pretty creepy in this movie to be yeah, honest. Um,
2: he wanted to bone his daughter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to
2: reproduce with her.
1: Which was terrifying. And oh, um, man, damn it. <laughs> and I, I totally didn't think the film would go in that direction.
2: Yeah, I, didn't. I was like, whoa. Um, okay then.
1: Like suddenly it goes into very like hellish, almost like it, not maybe like Event Horizon or Hellraiser, but like i i don't know it's just sort of uh primordial sort of territory involving like human sacrifices and uh like blood orgies or whatever and, and there's like even like you mentioned the whole bug thing there's even you know something in, involving like bugs i mean it goes into pretty hardcore horror territory in, yeah. in in the end and uh it it felt so odd compared to the rest of the film like like I, I I wasn't sure what direction the film was going to go in when I watched it I was or when I when I chose this movie I was sort of picturing something like virtual reality or something like I thought that this would be more a movie about people like uh, getting into like a virtual reality world or and like having some kind of thing going like Tron or something that's what I thought that this movie was going to be yeah. you know mm. and it almost feels like it's headed in that direction at first until it doesn't do that yeah. And that's yeah, when but... I realized that the movie was produced by Fangoria. And then it all made sense.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I was, I... The,
0: uh, the poster's very misleading. Mm-hmm. With the, you know, you've seen it, yeah.
1: Yeah, the lightning bolt on the face. thats <laughs> yeah. like somebody jacking in. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the poster, you'd think... The po- you'd think by the poster that it, that this was going to be more of a science fiction film that actually ended up being. So the advertising for this film is uh, not so good. It's not. It doesn't really paint an accurate portrayal of what the film is. Um, the the movie is a bit more. It's really more of a freakish horror show, I'd say, with really outrageous sort of makeup effects and 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 gore. Um, that's pretty much what it ends up sort of. Uh, amounting to uh i'd say overall like i don't know if i liked it or not but i definitely was interested i guess in where it would lead and i thought it went in at least an unexpected sort of direction i guess um and and then of course the way it ends it turns out it is a dream. Fucking dumb. Which...
0: I called it from the start.
1: Like, I, I knew it was coming this is all well. going to take place. I, yeah. In yeah. Right, I mean, it was pretty obvious, like, from the beginning that that was the direction yeah. it was going to go in. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's and, goddamn Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, and the story, it gets so weird. Like, that. eventually it's like, of course it's a dream. You know? Like, mm, yeah. And so... Because what, Bruce Campbell starts going
2: insane for no reason. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's it's... I think it was because of the bugs,
1: right? Like... I just,
2: yeah. uh, I just thought it was because of the dream being
1: starting to turn on her. Yeah. Well, I guess that would make sense. But yeah, like he he gets locked in a cage, and these these bugs get into his, his system, and they're I guess they're like they're supposed to lay eggs or whatever, and it's supposed to give these the people like this these incredible feelings of pleasure and all this stuff, and so that's kind of what ha- ends up happening with him, and then. He, then from then on out, he basically is like out for blood, and is sort of like t- he t- basically turns against the the, the main character. Um, yeah, there's a lot of I don't know. There's just there's a lot that happens in the second half of the movie. I couldn't even really begin to summarize, um, and it all happens relatively fast too. At one point, I feel like, I think. Camp Bruce Campbell like was like a slave miner or something like that. Yeah.
0: Like
1: and yep. it just I don't know, it just gets so, <laughs> so random and strange, you know. <laughs> There's a the part where they're drinking blood out of skulls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. And then at the end like she discovers it's that it's all a dream that it was all a program and that the that her, the person who's, who's like the operating system who is talking to her or whatever it turns out it's her father i think is kind of what i what we're supposed to yeah and he's the operator or whatever yeah yeah. and so basically she's just doomed to live in this dreamscape you know it was a test yeah
2: so she because yeah, he, they, he was testing her to make sure she was capable of being the next operator. Yeah, apparently, and she was. And, yeah. And at the end, she becomes it. Which like, is the exact opposite of what she
1: wanted at the right, beginning of I'm like,
2: the movie. Fuck. I guess and and didn't then, want this. What the. Fuck? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and didn't she wake up like again?
1: Yeah.
0: It uh, showed her father's like ashes or whatever or something. Oh
2: yeah, so, yeah. yeah at the very
0: end that. So. I don't I don't know which ending actually happened or not. but...
1: I mean, my guess is that the that last part was supposed to be something that she was. It was like because throughout the whole movie they're like talking about her her like or well not throughout the whole movie but at the beginning of the movie, and then later on in the movie like they're talking about her dad and how like he uh, like left the world or whatever. Yeah. And so, at the end, it was sort of it was basically her just assuming his identity, I guess I don't know that's kind of a messed up idea, but mm-hmm. definitely uh definitely different. um I'm glad I finally saw it because it's a movie that's been on my radar for at least a decade. um Did it live up to my expectations? I mean, I don't know. I didn't really have any expectations, so I mean, I guess it did. Um, I'd probably give it a three because I, I, even though I kind of have mixed feelings about the experience of the film itself, I still found it interesting. You know?
0: I gave it a, a two. I still don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, like there was parts I liked, There's was... Parts I didn't like.
1: Yeah. I'm leaning toward a 2, but I think I'm going to go with a 3, ultimately.
2: I mean, I didn't have any expectations, because I didn't really know what it was, except for a Bruce Campbell movie, mm. and it was worse than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> yeah. even though I had no expectations. Yeah. Like, the ending, that it was a dream, just ruined the whole, like, oh, yeah. it's just so,
1: like, ah, oh, goddammit. It was really predictable. Was just like... Yeah. it's fucking dumb yeah. it actually would have been more interesting if they hadn't gone in that direction yeah like maybe after that he they like she killed the character and then she assumes the throne or whatever the bone throne <laughs> um <laughs> maybe that would have been a more interesting ending yeah and i was like
2: the <clears throat> the only part i liked was bruce campbell really of the entire movie and it just diminished his entire character because it was fake yeah so I was just, well that was fucking stupid yeah. <laughs> so the entire movie was fucking stupid, in my opinion. I'd give it a one, honestly, just because of the ending. It angered me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Of it just being predictable. And then also, it just wasn't that original. Like, yeah. I felt like I've seen, you know, it's like a movie that's been just mashed up, like three different movies mashed up into one that we've seen on this podcast before. So, I mean, like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I was, I was not a fan. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's it's ambitions ended up outweighing its quality ultimately i think it it wanted to be more than it was but just didn't really have the money you know i mean i think pretty much most of the most of the budget went to the makeup so but if you like blood there's a lot of it in this movie yeah Yeah. um all right yeah uh okay so next time um i guess so we're continuing with the 90s theme right yeah okay cool uh so do either you have choices yeah i Um, got one should i say what mine is first sure
0: um
1: all right well i'm choosing brain scan um
0: and the reason
1: the reason I'm choosing it, to be honest, is because double the, feature. Exactly. Blu-ray yeah. <laughs> I have for Mind Warp has comes with Brain Scan, so I, I I'm I'm almost
0: that. <laughs> I almost bought it. Yeah. And I'm probably going to buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the reason I bought it is because they were both movies I hadn't seen, and they both seemed like movies that would be interesting to do on the show. So I just got it. And I Brain Scan just... has Edward Furlong in it, so I'm like, eh, could be good, I guess. Mm-hmm. I thought we watched it.
0: I, I think I was it with you or Avery that I've seen that? Because I have seen it. I haven't. Okay. So that was Avery then.
1: Okay. When was the last time you saw it?
0: I was in high school.
1: Oh, <laughs> cool. cool.
0: <laughs> so I remember nothing about it.
1: Hmm. All right. Yeah. Brain scan. Let's do it.
2: Okay. My choice is Suburban Commando. <laughs> Excellent.
1: All right, cool.
0: I have seen that, but it was in the nineties. So.
1: Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen it since I was, I, I think, seven. So,
0: and then my choice is chairman of the board.
1: Yeah, <laughs> chairman of the board. Nice. We're gonna carrot carrot top it up in this house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, cool. Uh, well, any other thoughts or anything, you guys? Anything on your minds or you good? I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Cool. does Excellent. All right. Well, until now ne- Oh, uh what was I going to There was something. Oh yeah. Uh I I forgot. I want I told somebody I was going to give them a shout out. This very intel- intelligent gentleman I know named Jaden. Told me that he would subscribe to us. So shout out to him. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Until next time, have a good night and peace. We'll be back. Mm. (laughs) Good night.